Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted today? I thought it would be a really great time to talk about demystifying grades. Because we're at the end of the school year and most kids are going to be getting their report cards. How often do we define a child by their report card? As I scrolled through Facebook today, I saw lots of statuses pertaining to kids' marks. Um, Usually you hear on Facebook about the really great ones. So, oh, we're so proud of Billy. You know, he got all A's or, you know, he got mostly A's and one B. I always find that pretty interesting because people tie a lot of worth to their grades. And I'm going to say something that might be a little bit controversial, which is that grades really are an illusion. And I'd like to explain to you why. An A is great for certain kids. A C plus for other kids is amazing. How do we not judge our kids for the grades they get? And better yet, how do we help our kids not to judge themselves compared to others? There's a really good quote that is, comparison is the biggest thief of joy. So think about that for a sec. As soon as we start to compare ourselves, we're always going to find somebody that can have something or be something or do something better than us. And that can rob our joy if we're always in comparison. Kids do that with grades all the time. I saw tons of kids on the playground today when I went to pick up my youngest from school and there was a ton of parents opening up their kids' report cards out of the envelopes. So let's just think about this for a sec. I'd like to demystify grades for you. Our children's worth in school is evaluated against preset standards of excellence in both behavior and performance. Would you not agree? So a report card is given to every single student with the same indicators on it. So a grade is simply just a marker of where a student is in the item being evaluated at that given time. So this could be illustrated if you see on one report card they get an A and the next report card within the same year they have a C. So does it mean that your actual child's intelligence has went from an A to a C in a certain subject or the other way from a C to an A? Or does it just mean that whatever they were studying at that point in time in that particular subject they didn't understand or they did understand? That's actually exactly what it means. It means simply that their level of understanding of how that subject is being evaluated at that point in time has lessened. So for instance, if you take math and maybe they're doing a section on fractions and that's where they get their C and then you're not understanding it because the first report card in that year they had an A, well, it could just be that they didn't understand fractions. And let's go a little bit deeper into this. Not only could it be that they just don't understand fractions, but maybe something in their personal life has changed. 
Maybe the current teacher that they have has somehow switched their teaching style or the teachers changed in terms of the actual physical teachers changed. Maybe they've taken on more responsibility around the house or at an extracurricular activity. Maybe they simply haven't been taught the way their brain works. So maybe all the math had been easy up to that point for them. And then all of a sudden fractions was a different part of math. And they just weren't being taught in a way that makes their brain fire. Maybe they have a fear of asking questions. And so while they weren't understanding, and they've always understood to this point, they just don't know how to actually phrase the question. And if you think about it, we're not really a society that says, oh, you don't understand? Well, then ask a question. Oh, you failed your test? Oh, well, then ask a question. Lots of times, it's already shut down. We also don't know if somebody's learned the art of procrastination, right? Maybe it's with fraction, there's a bunch of different steps to doing it. And if your child has been somebody that has been really easily whizzed through stuff, and then all of a sudden now there's some steps, then maybe they haven't learned the art of actually sitting down and doing steps. So sometimes I call that they've learned the art of procrastination instead. Or maybe they just really dislike this particular part of the course. So you could be going along in math and you could be whizzing through it. And then there's tons of kids that come up to word problems. And even though it's the same concepts that they understand, so addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, you stick them in a word problem and all of a sudden it's like they've written in Chinese or something. So that's all that could simply be going on, all of those maybes. And yet, we don't know that by the report card, right? What we know is that they have a C in math at this particular time, or they have an A in math at this particular time. And you know what? We don't actually even question when it's an A or a B. We don't even question it. We think, oh, well, that's okay. But what if it's an A or a B, but they still really didn't understand, or they still really don't like it? We don't even go into any of that. So let's just remember how marks are typically assigned. They're based on a set of evaluation criteria. And did we mention <laughs> that every single child in the class gets the same evaluation? Let's think about this for a second. There's a really good cartoon actually that comes across Facebook that I love. It's on our Facebook uh, page for our tutoring agency. And it has a group of animals, uh, different animals, and they're lined up. And there's a teacher's desk in front of them. And the caption is, we're going to ask you all to climb the tree and we're going to grade you on it. So there's a fish, there's an elephant, there's a monkey, etc. So all these different animals are going to be evaluated on how they can climb the tree. This is what happens every day in your child's classroom. They're given the same measurements of success, and yet they're all different. And again, if we mention those things from before, it could be something in their personal life has changed. It could be they don't understand their current teacher. It could be they don't understand responsibility on how to do different tasks. They have a fear of asking questions art of procrastination, a simple dislike for something. So much could be going on, and yet they're given the same evaluation criteria as everybody else. Not understanding a certain math concept doesn't make anybody stupid. It simply means they don't understand that math concept. And that's a difference worth remembering when you're looking at your child's report card. And remember back to the first couple of podcasts where we talked about making mistakes. takes 
We talked about children learning to walk and ride their bike. And if we could treat marks the same way as this. So think about that when you're opening your child's report card. And think about the fact that you want to just have the conversation with them about it and support them on it and be curious as to where those marks are coming from. A child's self-worth is really tied to their grades this day and age. And I find that very sad. And I really feel like there should be a movement against that. And so my hope is that in you guys listening to this podcast, you can start the revolution in your own homes. Because kids earn status in school. And when parents start talking about report cards, then alongside parents, they're earning their status between parents' friends. Maybe grandparents give money for certain marks on a report card. And it goes on and on. Now, I'm not saying don't strive and don't have expectations. But I'm saying have an understanding of where marks come from. And with that understanding, then you can build from that. And you can see it as a mistake. And again, make some changes to make it different. So have a vision in mind, right? So if you're really upset about your child's report card and a certain mark on it, well, what would you like them to have? What would they like to have? Explore all the different reasons it could be happening and make a plan to make this happen that way. Now, you're probably thinking that we're going into summer, and so that's not going to be quite as effective. But I will address summer planning and summer learning in a different podcast. But I'd like us just to keep focused on report cards for a sec. Because a child's worth is tied to their grade, and I'd really like you to start changing that as summer go. we go into summer this summer. <laughs> so, the feelings of failure and frustration when kids are told they're less skilled than their peers can really affect one's self-concept. And if I could tell you all of the calls that we get in the last 10 years that I've been doing tutoring in some form of another or training with kids is that their self-esteem, their self-confidence is the absolute number one reason that parents are calling us and meeting with us. And why is that? Because so much of a kid's self-esteem and self-worth is tied to their grade. So we don't want them to avoid school and avoid courses and avoid the teacher and avoid tests. But that's exactly what starts to end up happening. And anxiety is created. And we did talk about an anxiety in a past Uh, podcast in relation to using it to see what's going on. So this would be another example. When kids come to us and they have some math anxiety or some test anxiety, I go deeper into that with them. Somewhere along the way, they've either had a test that's had a horrible mark on it or a test where they just had no idea what they were doing. And still, if you put that test in front of them, they would still have no idea because nobody's taking the time to go through it with them. Or the biggest kicker, that really drives me nuts, is kids get tests tested in school, and then they don't get the tests back. So they might get told where they failed or didn't do very well. Oh, but, you know, they don't have an opportunity to make the corrections and make a change. They're just told that. So what sticks with kids in those cases? Obviously, the failure part sticks with them with no chance of thinking of succeeding from that. So remember, we want people to fail then we want to act on that failure, and then we want to look for success. So how are you going to see if your child's self-worth is going down that path of being really 
not great considering their report cards is if they start to shy away from activities where things that before that maybe they would have went towards and particularly things that they know they won't succeed in at first. So if you see your child not wanting to try something because they know right away that they're not going to be successful, that's one way you can tell a child's self-worth is directly affected to something. And most likely because children spend so much time in school, it's going to be their grades. Because children come to the conclusion that failure is a part of being incompetent. Instead of failure being a part of, I don't understand, I need help, um, they look at it as failures attached to the fact that they just can't do it. And yes, see the word can't I'm using, because that's what kids get told. And even if you might not tell them those words, although a lot of times teachers do, or sometimes even parents or coaches and other place people and places, but what happens is that they start to develop that for themselves when they've, when they've received um, so much negative feedback, which could be grades, which could be comments on their report cards, comments on their tests, without a chance to improve on that. So if we treat failure as something that is fixed, children don't see that they can be successful. If we don't treat failure as something that can be fixed, then they see it as that the fact that they can't be successful. So repeat it that twice because it's super important. If we treat failure as something that's fixed, a child will not think that they can be successful. So we have to treat it as something that we can fix. Like the child walking and they fell down lots, we found lots of ways to support them. Like the child that was learning to ride their bike and they fell off it, or they drove into cars or people or hydro <laughs> boxes, we found ways to help them. If a child is struggling with something to do with school, let's find a way to help them. So how can we avoid this? Really ensure that you have open communication with your child about what a grade simply is. Talk to them about what that is. And you know what? Sometimes a parent doesn't know. And so that's the point where you want to engage with a professional that can help you work through what a grade is. And hopefully it would be the parent, um, or sorry, not the parent, hopefully it would be the teacher that would walk you through what a grade is and be able to tell you how they assessed and got to that grade. I'm going to just explain that to you for a little bit here. So what happens is a child will receive an assessment. So in math, in the year, they've had a certain number of assessments. Those assessments determine their mark. Now, as we've already mentioned, every child gets the same assessment. So it doesn't matter how your child's brain works, they're still getting the same assessment as all the people in the class. And they're most likely getting the same material. It's very rare that we hear of kids getting lots of different levels of material in the grade that they're in. So your child could be getting a C in math simply because they're bored. They could be getting a C in math because they don't really understand it. They could be getting a C in math because they don't know how to do homework or consistent work on something. So you see there, there's a C and it could be for various different reasons. And I've only scratched the surface with three different reasons of why somebody could be getting a C. But what I want you to understand here is they're not the letter C. They're a child. They have tons of other things that define them and make up their personalities and who they are as a being. And a letter C isn't one of them. They're much more than that. So 
when I talked about what assessment looks like, that's when you'd have to go in and talk to the teacher and you'd have to say, okay, so um, Sally got a C in math and it's the end of the year now. So we're not necessarily going to be able to have those conversations with teachers. Although I would encourage you to still try if there's something that's really upsetting you on the report card because they are technically open still. Um, but what is important is that you can talk to your child about it or maybe look through their notebooks and you can get an idea. But what's funny that happens sometimes is it might not be actually on a true assessment or on enough assessments for a teacher to really know. So I'll give you an example. My son's in grade four. He received a B in math. Now, most families wouldn't think that there was too much wrong with that. And it's not that we felt that a B was wrong, but I know my son, and I know that in every other grade that he's been up to, the first two weeks of school, teachers have approached me and said, can we start giving him a little bit more in math or something different? Or is there something we should know? Because he seems to be finishing his math work really fast. So the B was surprising to us because of the fact that in the past, that hadn't been the pattern with math. And the other part that was surprising was he had come home and said, oh, I got a 97 on this math test and I got a 100 on this math test. So to get a B, we couldn't just figure out how he got a B. So we decided to have a parent-teacher meeting and discuss the B in math. And again, remembering that we didn't necessarily feel that a B was a bad mark, but just that we wanted to be aware and be curious and figure out where it came from. So we sat down with the teacher and it turns out that there was a piece of work that Marley didn't complete in September. And because he didn't complete this piece of work in September, his math mark went to a B. So we were quite shocked because there had been no communication that this math piece wasn't done. There was no recognition that the fact that he didn't do the math piece, yet when he was tested on it, he got a 97. And yet he kept getting really good solid grades in math that there would be no push for him to do it. And so the push would then come from a B. That didn't really make a lot of sense to us. So again, here's an explanation for a mark in terms of assessment that I was just telling you about, that when you actually spoke to the teacher, you figured out, or when we spoke to the teacher, we figured out that it wasn't actually based on anything too substantial. It was based on this one piece of work in early September. So imagine how many times you've looked at marks for your kids and in not really truly knowing where they're coming from, it could be just based on one thing that has caused their mark to be that way. I'm going to wrap up here because I'm noticing I'm going quite long, but quickly, quickly, we had the same experience. Our daughter came home with a C in math. She's usually an A or a B student. When we talked to the teacher, it was one section of one test that caused her mark to drop like that. So again, be curious. Try and understand where that mark is coming from. So we'll talk about how to talk to teachers in a different podcast. We'll also talk about how to get through the summer and different learning that you can do in a different podcast. Thank you so much and good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are around the world. 
Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.